0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It
1: is another edition of Phillies. Today, I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Friday, April the 9th, as we head into the second weekend of the season with your Philadelphia Phillies sitting atop the NL East with a 5-1 and one record tied for the best record in the sport. Your fightings, your Philadelphia Phillies, such an exciting start to the season for this squad. And, and, you know, we've talked a lot about it and today we'll dive into kind of just taking a quick stock of, of the team where they're at through a week of the season. And, you know, some of the players who have have stood out and all that, but I I do think that, I know we've talked about it a lot, but I, I really do get a, a, again, five and one start is very exciting. That in and of itself is exciting. Haven't done it since 2011, but, um, it's really the way they've done it and not just on the field but but the the feel of this team you know it's look it's early you know, six games into the season you can't make any real declarations about anything or anyone whatever i get that and i and i support that i am a a big believer in, in sample size and in not overreacting in what is a marathon of a season. It is such a long season and so many things can happen between injury luck, between regular luck, between guys slumping, all that type of stuff. There's so many things that can and will happen over the course of the rest of the season that will play a big role in who wins the NL East, who makes the playoffs, all that type of stuff. But it definitely, it does feel like there is something special going on early right and and that can change quickly remember 2019 after Bryce Harper signed and the offense erupted that first series and they're 4-0 we're like this this feels special like this could could be something it wasn't so it isn't always something when it feels special but but when it's special it always feels special if you know what i mean right and look they've had some again i think the best way to say it is is the Phillies teams of the last few years particularly last year's team like they don't win the games that they're winning. They don't win them the way they're winning. You know, the 8-2 game, sure, that's a, that's a Phillies game you'll see. But the, the first four wins of the season, with the bullpen doing what it's done, with the fighting back, the resiliency, the small ball, the, the finding ways to get runs across the plate just enough to win a game, like, that all feels very un-Phillies-like from the last few years. Last few years. And we see it on the faces, the way these guys are are playing with each other, the way they're playing for each other, and, and everything they're saying. Right? I know we've, I know we've talked about it. I know again, it does have a a cliche feel to it. But but the Reese Hoskins comments prior to the season that it's time for this group to make the playoffs. Bryce Harper's comments before the season. All these guys, and Bryce Harper last night even talking about how you know they. They kind of like being a little bit of an underdog. They kind of like feeling a little bit counted out by people that they're using that. That's what I said yesterday. That's what we talked about. I was like, the idea that this group of guys, this group of, of baseball players, people who have been in the league for a while now, a group of guys who have had success at the major league level that that they feel like they're undervalued. They feel like it's us against the world type of stuff. And that is such a massive motivating factor in sports. We've seen it so many times, time and time again, and, and obviously talked about it yesterday, but the, the nobody believes in us, the the rallying cry, the Philadelphia Eagles won a Super Bowl that way, underdogs, all that stuff, you know, that that chip on their shoulder that the Philadelphia Phillies seem to clearly have, I think is going to be something that is going to propel this team throughout the season and has certainly been a part of this first week of games. And it's a reason they're sitting here at 5-1. and one, Like, I truly believe that. And whether it's Joe Girardi fostering that, whether it's the guys themselves fostering it, whatever, like, it's the right buttons to push. It's the right tact to take in terms of getting these guys psyched up and ready for a season. Like, it's smart and smart and I really hope they keep using it even if they're out in front even if they build a big lead that that they still have that mentality of it's us against the world like no one believes that we could do this let's go out and do it and I I love it I love it as a motivational factor as a as a a way of getting a team going and uh, I I think there's real potential with this group of guys again I've been really impressed really truly impressed with what I've seen so far these games and there's a number of reasons to think that, that it could continue. You know, again, like, I think that because of where the Phillies over under was coming into the season, the 80 and a half or 81 and a half, depending on which book you looked at and all that type of stuff, that I think from a national perspective, and we've talked about this and this part of the chip on their shoulder we're using, but the Phillies have kind of been looked at as as an also ran in a way, as as. Oh, they're the fourth best team in that division, maybe the fifth. Oh, Marlins—they made the playoffs last year. You know, you hear all that. You know, and and I think the players know that and they hear that stuff. But um, I think that also because of, frankly and fairly, the way the Phillies have finished the last few seasons, the way that the team has underperformed the talent level on their roster, and and in some ways, you know, underperformed in in in. Massive ways and in big spots, September last year, of course, a, a clear example of you know, needing to win one of them and couldn't win one, one extra game to make the playoffs. So, I think that all that stuff goes to to people looking at the Phillies as not being as good as they actually are. Look, it's not, I came into the season saying I, I don't think they're a playoff team, I think they're really close. I think they're an 84 85 win team just on the outside looking in. But now after five games, six games, I mean, I do f- start to feel more positive about it. But again, what I was coming in with was, was that this is still a really good baseball team. You know, they might not have enough to com- to get past the teams in the best division in baseball, but they're a damn good baseball team. And I think a lot of people, and and as a good baseball team, it is not far-fetched to think that they could win the division. It's not far-fetched to think that they could Take a step forward and be better than some of these other teams in the division. It's not a crazy thought, and I think that, I think that with this hot start, you can allow yourself to say maybe, you know, maybe, because it's not crazy. It's not crazy to think that they could end the year better than the Braves. I don't think it'll happen, even with the way it started. I still like the Braves better as a team, but it's not crazy. The Phillies are not light years worse. I think that's what you know. Like the the idea that the Mets over under was in the nineties and the Phillies was at eighty is asinine. It's so silly. Are the Mets more talented? Yep. Did I, coming into the season, think the Mets would finish with a better record? Yep. Are they 10 games better than the Phillies? No. Absolutely not. It's silly. It's silly. And so that's why, like, yes, I, I, I think it's okay to get excited about this team while, of course, keeping the reservations. Look, we've all been hurt. I think we as Philly fans know that we are careful about giving our heart away again in those situations. We've been hurt before and we'll get hurt again, but I do think it's okay to 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 give this team your heart a little bit because they are talented enough. Like this is not like the Kansas City Royals starting 5 and 1 or for example, when you look at the standings in baseball, uh, you look around the league and say, "Oh, you know, who's who's off to a nice start? Oh yeah, look at those Phillies sitting at 5 and 1. You look at the rest of the teams and oh, no one else. Oh, no one else 5 and 1. Oh, Oh, there's two other teams that are 5-1. and one. one is the Astros. Sure, I can see that. The other, the Cincinnati Reds, who traded off everybody. <laughs> you know, and, and they've been putting up like 12 runs a game. Now, granted, they're playing by far the worst team in baseball. You know, someone who's over under 58 was still way too high. The Pittsburgh Pirates are an awful, awful baseball team. Like one of the worst we've seen in years. And the Reds have taken advantage of them, but still the Reds are sitting at 5-1. So if I'm a Reds fan, I'm saying, listen, this is fun. This is nice. Maybe baseball's weird. Maybe something magical happens, but we're playing the Pirates. We're not this good. You know, don't get too excited. I'm a Phillies fan. I'm telling you, you can get excited about this 5-1. Will they finish it out? I don't know. But this is a, a good enough baseball team to believe that a hot start could propel them to a division crown or certainly a playoff spot. Like, they're certainly talented enough for that. And it feels like there are a lot of people outside this city and even in this city who just think this is a fluke start, and oh, they're not that good, you know, oh, this and that. oh, whatever. they are they're good enough. Will it continue? I don't know, but it feels good. It feels like there's a chance like they these guys feel like they believe, feel like they're all working in unison, all moving towards the same goal, which in any sport, any team is the single most important thing you can have. Guys with a like-minded vision who are working their butts off to achieve it. I mean, that is, that is the, the pinnacle. That's what you're looking for in sports. And it feels, it feels like this Phillies team has that. It really does. And I know it's early. Again, I, I might be overreacting, but I don't think I am. I think they're going to be in it. I think they got a real chance to win the division, to certainly make a playoff spot. Again, I'm not saying they're going to. I'm not quite there yet, but they're going to be in it. And it is absolutely okay to get excited about this start. All right, back at it tonight. Round two against the Braves. I'm guessing the Braves are going to come in a little, little PO'd, as it were, as the Phillies sweep them to start the season. Quick look at the standings as the Phillies 5-1, the best record in baseball tied with the Astros and the Reds. Only the Dodgers at 5-2 are even close. Uh, some 4-2 teams around the league. Certainly in the division you feel pretty good as you got a two-game lead on everybody else at the moment. Uh, As the Braves come into the series, seeing it two and four on the season. How about that? A two and four Braves team against a five and one Phillies team, which means that if the Braves were to sweep this one, if they paid it back, the Braves and the Phillies would be sitting tied at five and four. So let's hope that doesn't happen, right? All the Phillies need to do is win one of these to stay ahead of the Braves. Um, But it's going to be a massive series. We'll get into the pitching matchups and all that coming up. Um, But. Talking about this team and this this where they're at, I wanted to quickly just just kind of look at some things. And we did a little of this yesterday, but just looking at at what we could take away from the first week of the season, what is there that that we can feel is is real and not real so far, or that we can make a declaration about? Um, I think, and we mentioned this yesterday, but I think one of the my biggest takeaways from the first week of the season is is Reese Hoskins and how how good he looks offensively. Hoskins sitting at a 417 batting average, a 792 slugging so far this season again the smallest sample sizes but coming off a two-double homer game, a two-double and home run game and Hoskins is a guy who we know when he's going good he's hitting the ball to all parts of the field and that's exactly what we're seeing we saw the double that he got thrown out at third a couple nights ago um, trying to stretch into a triple to the opposite field we saw the home run in the first inning against the Mets in game 3 opposite field shot and we saw some doubles pulled like Hoskins is is back like Reese Hoskins looks like the guy who we all remember the Reese Hoskins that we got so excited about that for a while was the only thing we had to get excited about that guy looks back he really does he looks confident at the plate he's taking the pitches where they're supposed to go Uh, I don't think you could be um, I don't think there's anything you should be more excited about from an offensive perspective than reason. I said this yesterday, but it, it's really true. It's that that Hoskins is the guy who, who could take this lineup from good to great. You know, if Hoskins is locked in and, you know, you get what you expect to get from Bryce Harper, you get what you expect to get from JT, you get what you expect to get from Alec Bowman. Granted, of course, that is a, a a young player as well, and you can't guarantee it, but you get what you expect from Didi and McCutcheon, and, and granted, some of those guys have started slow. Let's, you know. Dee somehow betting 304 all of a sudden. It's, it feels like he's at a slow start, but the numbers are there. Obviously, the homer in game two against the Mets. McCutcheon has started slow, betting 176, uh, only a 294 slugging. He's not gotten a lot going after that first single to start off the season. Not a lot of pop there. So, you want to see a little more from McCutcheon. Harper, you want to see Harper get going. Look, he's got a 462 OBP. I think a lot of with Harper, what we've seen so far has been circumstance, you know. Um, he has not seen a lot of pitches to hit. When he has, he's he's driven them. You know, he's hit some balls to some people. Obviously, he's not hit one out of the park yet, which is a surprise. Usually, he starts hot. Like, that's a, a classic Bryce Harper trope. Um, we haven't seen it yet. I'm not concerned. I feel like he's going to get going. A two-for-four game with that big double, scored a couple runs, and has been getting on base. Uh, but look, you do, for this team to be great, Bryce Harper has to be great. There's no question about that. If this Phillies team is going to roll through the, into the playoffs and win this division or, or win a playoff spot. Like, Harper needs to to bring it. There's no question about it. And and I think he's going to. I think once we get going here and um, once this offense around him starts to hit a little more too, it'll give him more pitches to hit and all that type of stuff. But um, the uh, bats are still good. You know, the, the the again, the 462 OBP is the best on the team. So, you know, it's not like he has been a, a sieve. Um, but you do, you do want to see him start to, to drive the ball more. You want to see some extra base hits. You want to see some home runs i'm just I'm just not too concerned. I'm just not too concerned about it. Um but I do think that it is something to keep an eye on, obviously. Um, you know, you want Harper to give a little more uh, offensively, but I, again, i'm not I'm not concerned. I'm not concerned about where Harper's at. I expect he will bring it. And uh, I expect that um I expect that that this offense will get going a little bit more. Look, we saw it a little bit in the. Uh, we saw a little bit in the last game against the Mets. Finally, get going. The eight runs scored. The bats going. The bomb homer. The JT homer. The real mute, the uh, Reis homer. I think you feel pretty good, you know, about where the Phillies are, are heading offensively and, and moving forward. I think the biggest takeaways when you talk about this team right now have to be from the pitching side of things. You know, the idea that first and foremost, uh, we talked about it a little bit yesterday, but just what this bullpen has given you so far is just the most refreshing exciting part of this whole thing it is the single thing that should make everyone feel better and again I I said this yesterday I will continue to say it the scar tissue for me is still there I'm not quite ready to say oh it's all good this team's this bullpen's great trusted have confidence all that I'm not there I'm not there yet but but I certainly am am I'm heartened by what I've seen so far, and I don't know how you couldn't be. I mean, we have guys who can get out. So we you got guys who have stuff. You know, last year, you start the season, you got Ramon Rosso and and D'Elysse Guerra and Cole Irvin and, you know, all these guys, and eventually Brandon Workman and Heath Henry. Like, those guys look so hittable. Like, every ball they threw, it's like, wow, I can't believe that wasn't smashed. Oh, the next one was. Oh, the next one is. Like, those guys stunk. These guys don't stink. Like, will they carry it through the season? Will they be able to? Look, they're not going to not give up runs all year. You know, there's going to be runs. There's going to be some bad outings. It's baseball. Bullpens do not have uh, sub two ERAs. You know, it is what it is. Stuff's going to happen. But having said that, I do think you can feel confident with some of these guys. Like, they're, like, Connor Brogdon's legit. Connor Brogdon hasn't given up a run, like, what, 17 innings, 16 innings, something like that? I mean, he's nasty. And Conor Brogdon keeps getting into Brogdon in some pretty big spots and just shutting it down like no problem. He's 3-0, by the way, which is unbelievable. I don't know how anyone in baseball is 3-0 much as Conor Brogdon. But Conor Brogdon's a guy. Like, that's a dude I feel like I can count on. Alvarado, yeah, he's a wild ride for sure, a roller coaster of ride. But, but dude's nasty. He's filthy. He's got stuff. You can count on Alvarado to get outs. Uh, you know, at least. I think more often than not, same with Archie Bradley. I mean, Archie Bradley has a track record of – Getting out to Major League Baseball, like, these are, are guys. These are guys who have had success in the Major Leagues and are having success now. And then even when you go deeper, I'm not expecting Sam Coonrod to continue to pitch shutout baseball, but he's looked good. You've gotten what you want from him. I just think that, and that's still with JoJo and the Myers. We still have Spencer Howard piece, whether that's as a reliever at some point or as a starter, obviously that's still there. Like, I talked a lot. Um, about the depth, right, and that was something that, that concerned me, particularly with Vinny Velasquez, um, the idea that he's your sixth starter essentially, and 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 not just as a starter, but in the depth in the bullpen too. I do think you feel better about the bullpen depth with JoJo there, ready to go. You know, you've got some arms. Ranger Suarez as a low man. Like these are not great options, but they're they're guys. They're you got some guys there. I think those are the the next steps you go to. It's it's really the starting pitching depth that concerns me more as we we pivot to that. But I think I think you feel good about the bullpen again. I need more. I need I need. A month in, and they're still getting out, so I'm going to be like, all right, all right, we got a bullpen. I'm still too scarred from last year to say it yet, but I think you have to feel great. You have to feel excited about the bullpen. And obviously, we all feel great about the starting pitching. Now, Nola didn't look great in the last start against the Mets. Still won the game, got it through four, but you you need more than that from Nola. We all know that. But I'm not worried about Nola. I'm obviously emboldened and excited with Zach Wheeler, one of the great starts we've seen in a long time. Can't wait to see him go tonight against Morton. And then Eflin, outstanding, and, and a lot of people, including myself, expected an Eflin breakout this year, and, and the first start did nothing but embolden me more in that belief as well. So I think you feel great about the top three. We've talked about it. We you know, Matt Moore is going to be a question mark. Chase Anderson's a question mark. Uh, Chase Anderson looked fine, five innings, two runs. I'll take it. I think you're going to allow a lot of those types of outings, some worse, some maybe slightly better, but that's who Chase Anderson is. Matt Moore, I have zero confidence in. I didn't have any confidence when they signed him. I don't have a ton of confidence in heading into the season, in the season. I think Matt Moore ultimately makes a lot more sense as like a two-inning reliever for you, like another lefty out of the pen. Obviously, that's not what they're doing now. But I think that's, look, you can add, if you keep winning games, they'll find ways to go out and add some pitchers, make some moves. Dombrowski will convince John Middleton to spend if they need to, to go into the tax, whatever needs to happen, if they're good. It all comes down to being good. If this team can win a bunch of games and, and be in the catbird seat, then they're gonna add. They're gonna they're gonna go for it. They just got to be good enough to make that a reality. And I, I think that like the takeaway, I guess, if we're if we're talking about the first week of this season, I think the takeaway is that this is a very good baseball team. Are they great? No. Are they good? Yeah. They're a good baseball team. And if the bullpen's good, they have a chance to be a great baseball team. Because look. Their fourth and fifth starters might not be great, but guess what? So is almost everyone else's in baseball. The Dodgers, yeah, they got a good fourth and fifth starter. The Padres, sure. The Braves, sure. Not many. There are not many teams in baseball that have legit good fourth and fifth starters. And their top three, the Phillies' top three is right there. Like, again, there are some teams that have better. Like, yeah, sure, I'll take Kershaw and Bauer and Bueller. Yeah, okay. You know, there are some teams that have some top threes that are hard to contend with. I get that. But but Nola Wheeler and Eflin, if they're on, if they're what we saw those first three starts and amalgamations of that, like, hell yeah, you can compete with that. Hell yeah, you can go to the playoffs with that. Hell yeah, you can win a division with that. It's good enough. It's good enough. It's going to be the bullpen keeping it up and the guys hitting like we expect. Like, this team is real. This team is real. That is my big takeaway through a week of the season. The 5-1 Phillies are not a fluke. Are they the best team in the division? I don't know. Probably not from a talent perspective. Could they end up as the best team in the division at the end of the year? Could they win the division? Yes. They absolutely can. Again, I'm not there. I'm not saying they will yet. I'm not not there yet. But I'm trending that way, man. I'm trending towards saying, you know what? They are a playoff team. They're better than, than we all thought. And again, there's something going on there. There's something with this group of guys, with what they got going, that I think could really bear fruit. So... I think the biggest thing I can say after a week of the season is is allow yourself to enjoy this because they're they're damn good and they're gonna they're gonna be fun this year and they're gonna compete and and maybe things don't go their way and it doesn't end up where we want it to, but maybe things do. And maybe for the first time in a decade, in a decade, we're talking about a red October. We're talking about October baseball at Citizens Bank Park with fans back in the stands. I'm getting, I'm like getting worked up thinking about it. Like that's, we all know, you're a Phillies fan, you know how special this city is when the Phillies are good, when they're in the playoffs, when things are rolling. It is, it is unlike anything else. It's so special. And I do think, I truly believe that this team, this group of guys has a chance to give us that for the first time in a decade. And 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 I can't guarantee it's going to happen and I won't guarantee it's going to happen. But even the chance... Even the real chance, not not hopes, not this, you know, like, oh, we're going to we're going to it's it's the start of a season. Let's get excited. Maybe it's this year, but probably not like, no, 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 this is real. Like this team's good. They're good. And yes, it sucks that they play in the worst division in baseball. If they were in the NL Central, I would have picked them to win the division coming into the season. I think they're better than all five of those teams. And I thought they were coming into the season. Like, that's, that's how unlucky they are that they're in the best division in baseball. But even in the best division in baseball, they have a chance. And get excited about that. That's something worth getting excited about. All right, if they're going to win the division, they need to keep winning these games against the teams that matter. And this weekend is a massive series because the Braves are sitting at 2-4. and four, The Phillies are at five 5-1. The Phillies have already beaten them three straight. If you could take 2-3 here, you'll come out of this series. You're sitting at 7-2. and two. And you got the Braves down at three and six. You got something. You got some. It's a way to start. It's a way to to get some momentum, and momentum matters. Confidence matters. I say it all the time, but it's true. This team can get on a roll, and the way you do that is you win these early games against your biggest competition. It is huge. So the pitching match was mentioned it before, but Wheeler against Charlie Morton tonight. I cannot wait to see round two with these guys and to see Zach Wheeler and see what he can do and if. That first start is portending of bigger things because that could be a game changer. Zach Kaepernick versus Ian Anderson. Another great rematch we get to see. Um, see if Eflin can continue the dominance that we've seen. I'm so excited about that. And then some Sunday night baseball. How about it, Phils? The Phils on Sunday night baseball. 7:08 start. Matt Moore against Drew Smiley. The lefties battle. Former Philly Drew Smiley, so that should be a fun one, too. It's a massive series. I can't wait to watch it. I can't wait to talk about it. I can't wait to dive in. So it's going to be a big one. Um, go Phil's. Let, let's go to Atlanta and handle some business and, and keep this ride rolling. Either way, we will react to it all on Monday. We'll be back after that night game on Sunday night. We will dive into the whole thing and react to hopefully a series win either way. Phillies Braves reaction on Monday. So until then, everyone have a safe, happy, healthy, wonderful weekend. And until Monday, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.